When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, fight fans, Sean Bastel from BTR Boxing Podcast. Just before we get into the episode, we just need to give a quick shout out to the sponsors for the podcast, Bear Attack Boxing. Now you need to go over and check out their high quality boxing gloves. They're even in Boxing Monthly in the past two months on a row. Get in there, check it all out, check the brilliant quality products that they're doing. Great boxing gloves, great sparring gloves, different sizes, different colours. You know the score. Go and have a look at them, www.bearattackboxing.co.uk. Follow them, Bear Attack Boxing, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Attack Boxing on Twitter. Go and check out them high-quality boxing gloves. And just before we get into this episode, I just want to tell you guys to go over and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, Spotify, YouTube, we're everywhere. If you are subscribed to us already, please go over and leave us a rating because it really helps us get up that independent podcast ranking. And it is a very difficult job when you're not backed by the likes of Sky or the BBC or any of the great media outlets that are out there so please go over give us a rating share it with your friends on facebook tag us in it we'll be running some competition soon please get over there and subscribe leave a rating leave a review it really all helps enjoy the episode fight fans Welcome, Fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast. It's Sean Basto, your host here, as always. So I'm delighted to be joined once again by Hamed Zaman. Hamed, it's been a long time since we've had you on the podcast, and what a great weekend of boxing to be able to discuss, and and, and obviously we're going to be starting at the top with the Errol Spence, Mikey Garcia bout. But first of all, how's it going? Yeah, first of all, i got to say, it's good to be back. and Yeah, I've been keeping up to the whole uh, channel, the platform, and as usual, just watching all the fights, and it's, it's good to be back talking to you. How, how have you been keeping? As always, very, very busy, as everybody knows that listens to our to our episodes, that we, we're constantly putting stuff out on the Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat channel, and obviously we do the podcast a couple of times a week, so it's a really, really busy period, and with you know all the fights and events coming up in the next few weeks, it's, it's going to be even more busier and, and so much boxing to look forward to, but I think obviously we're, we're here to talk about our reaction to Errol Spence and Mikey Garcia, and you know... Uh, you, I know you listened to the episode on Thursday, the preview one that I did by myself. Now, you know, everyone will be listening to it thinking, ah, well, you know, he got that wrong, that prediction wrong about Mikey Garcia. And I just wanted to start on the bat, really, and sort of say, well, I'll defend myself here and say, I did, I did say about Mikey Garcia, if 
and only if he could have implemented a game plan he might have had a chance of winning and he he wasn't able to on the night and, and obviously as we've seen the size again the size factor of him moving up two weights played a huge huge part in it and it made me think about you know other bouts in history and potential previous bouts if you would have looked at this Garcia and and Spence Jr in the 80s and you would have looked at Salvador Sanchez versus Ray Leonard could you have honestly seen them two getting in the ring together absolutely not absolutely not so the way we the way we're sort of made to believe that fighters can jump up that many weights uh, and be very successful I think is, is is probably come from the facts you've got like people like Manny Pacquiao who's been able to go up the weights and be successful but I just think that's there's only special kind of fighters that can do that and Mikey Garcia you know as, as a great fighter that he is I just don't think he's obviously suited for, for, for that welterweight division and you know I want him to I want him to go back down but I wanted to get your thoughts and I was keen to get your thoughts on the fight and you know when going into it I think you did say to me uh, at the weekend that you felt yeah. Errol Spence was going to be too much and you were right yeah I don't think I listened to the to the full what was it the full uh, episode and what was it like I think it's about almost an hour and I thought you you covered a lot of points and you made like I think a message you saying you made a lot of good points as well and it was a good breakdown but I always felt that when the fight got a mismatch on paper and that's what it was I thought going into the fight even before like I think there's a lot of people that I follow and respect I was saying Spence is kind of untested I think it was true to a degree and uh, Mikey Garcia's figure I was always thinking about that vision that night that Spence beat Kel Brook, even though he was damaged goods, coming off a loss to Golovkin. I seriously believe that only on that night, only Errol Spence would have beaten him and knocked him out. I don't think anyone else would have knocked him out. I don't think Keith Thurman would have beaten him or even knocked him out. I don't think he would have knocked him out. I don't think Thurman hits that hard. Um, and I think Brooke would have taken his shots. I don't think Danny Garcia would have beaten him. And he already had beaten Sean Porter, even though I think if they if they were to rematch, it probably would be uh, just as close or maybe closer. But I, I don't think that night, even though Brooke was kind of damaged and he had to drop back two weight classes, I still don't think outside Spence, anyone else, uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not convinced would have beaten him. So that was a good win. I think uh, I don't think Spence has got the credit that uh, he kind of deserved. I think Tess Brook had the issues going into the fight and after, and they all well known that. I don't think Spence got the credit he deserved. But uh, when the fight got announced, I did say that we have weight classes for a reason. And I think people, I don't know if it's the hype or kind of got drawn into it, but this was a mismatch on paper. And even though I said Mikey has got a chance, I always this is a welterweight against a lightweight. Now, Mikey did win the title at 140, but even then, one weight class, he will say one pound in weight sometimes is a lot a lot more than for our average person. For fighters, it makes a difference, even one pound. And this was Mikey coming up from, he started at 126. He was a natural at the moment, I say a natural lightweight, who even when he fought him on the title at 140, you could see he was barely at 140 because he was so skilled and good. He was managed to win a title in that fourth weight class. But Spence is a guy who was a big guy, who's a fully-blown welterweight, who, who looks like he'll end up at 154. And I think it's weight, but I think on top of Spence being a skilled Olympian, I think that was something that people underestimated. Size and weight does matter. And uh, through the whole night, it, to me, it looked like Spence was they were the same size and same weight class. I still think Spence would have beaten him. He, he To me, it looked like he was a better boxer. And the, the jab was in Mikey's face. And yeah, I'll give Mikey, he, he done something which not many other guys have done, managed to take Spence a distance, and he took a lot of shots. But I, I do think that might have been down to two things. It could be Spence's power is slightly overrated, but also it could be to do with that Mikey might have worked on his neck muscle or either his legs, and he was able to absorb a lot of those shots. Because I seriously still think Spence hit so hard that he could still stop guys like Keith Thurman, Porter, Danny Garcia, I think Porter may be a bit tough. That'll be a good test if that happens. But uh, that fight could have got stopped. I think uh, if there was a, another referee, you might have stopped it. I, I'd stop it because it was a big fight. But that could have been stopped. And I, I do think that maybe Spence kind of wanted to show his boxing skills because when he started off, it looked like he didn't want to lose a round. And I was more impressed with that. I think if Spence just 
threw everything at him and stopped him in five or six rounds and got hit a lot more, I don't think I would have been too impressed because that would have just meant that he would have been using his size and weight. In this, he showed his boxing skills and I didn't see during the fight that... I think people underestimated Spence's boxing skills because I think people forget he was Olympian. That doesn't mean that Mikey Garcia isn't a good technician and a good boxer, but... The same all his goals, a good big man beats a good small man, and I think that's what we witnessed on Saturday night. Yeah, and I'm not going to disagree, to be honest, Hamid, on any of the points. And as much as I'd love to cause a debate about the whole situation, there's nothing really I can disagree with. Because at the end of the day, when when you strip it back and you think about the the the, the, the weight difference between the two, the the height difference between the two physically, you know, as I said on on Thursday when I did the episode, Errol Spence has all the tools in the tank to make this an easy fight, and he's shown that, and he's shown that. You know, people might sit there and slag the fight off the fact that, yeah, okay, he's beat somebody who's not legitimate at the welterweight division, but he beat a guy who was a skilled fighter, and there was a lot of people out there, including myself, that felt that maybe Garcia, you know, is is a special fighter that could move up a weight and could cause, you know, this upset. And and I I was one of them people that kind of felt in the back of my mind, could he actually do this? And yeah. I suppose that's what you know the history of Garcia's career has led me to believe. And you know, Pacquiao's done it and we've seen Pacquiao done it and I think when you think about fighters like that that you know that I've got these special resumes even De La Hoya did it as well you know he went up and what was it four or five weight classes and was able to win titles so there is fighters out there that six, yeah. six there you go so there's fighters out there that have done it and proven that they've done it but I think Garcia uh, come up against a guy that was just too skillful in him and as you said earlier and rightly pointed out if you were talking about these two being at a natural weight together like if, if they were both natural welterweights would it have been the same outcome yeah probably uh, probably because the game plan yeah. the game plan was 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 obviously to try and get on the inside and he was you know he struggled he couldn't get past the jab he struggled a lot Garcia um I've seen a few a few tweets on social media and there's one of them that jumped out on me in particular and it's from Craig Scott who works for boxing social used to work for fight talk and the comment a comment was along the line of um basically Mikey Garcia his career is now ruined uh, which I thought was quite a strong way of putting this loss down and obviously I made a comment I did make a comment back because I didn't feel you know although we could have took a better fight down the lightweight division I, I don't think his career's ruined as such I think he'll go down yeah. and we'll see some we'll see some good fights in the lower weight divisions but do you think of that performance that it was that one sided that it's you know might have even ruined his career or not I think this is a difficult question to answer because only time will tell. We can't really answer something that we won't know until it's fighting next. That, that's a possibility. I do still think... I think there's a couple of things people got mixed up. Uh, I've listened to a lot of the channels I follow. I wouldn't say too much as much as I used to, but there's a couple, and there's a couple of people that I follow. I think a lot of people have got this wrong. Like, I think... Uh, some people have been way too overcritical of Mikey Garcia and some have been way praising Spence over the top. Like, there's a couple of people that, you know, maybe the side of the PPC teams and some of the analysts that work there. But, and there's a couple of, I think, YouTube channels which I'll touch on later or a group of that have been over praising him. I do think Spence, uh, a good channel I follow on YouTube, which is very on the middle, Ring IQ uh, Boxing Tour. That Spence did what he was expected to do. Like, uh, and, and now that he's won, I finally put him in my top ten pound for pound list because I think he's kind of knocked Mikey Garcia off the list because he beat him so convincingly and he beat him. And the fact that he's you know beaten a pound for pound fighter, but I think some people are being way too overcritical. Um, you got to give Mikey Garcia credit for getting in the ring with a guy that at the moment it looks like Sean Porter, Keith and Danny Garcia, none of them. Uh, have wanted to get in the ring. I think Porter could have fought him in a unification, but the fight didn't happen. Whoever's fault it was, it didn't happen. And we've got to give him credit. Even though he lost every round and every... I thought he lost nearly every uh, minute or every round, except I think it was round two. There was maybe the last minute and a half or one and a half minute, which I think was the only round that he was a competitive in. But he, he did get in the ring and he didn't get knocked out. I know that's... No, I'm not trying to say that he deserves some sort of accolade for not getting knocked out but he took a lot of shots I would have knocked a lot of people out so you know 
it's easier said than done being on an armchair and criticising. I do still think the game plan was very bad. Like, he, he couldn't get onto the inside. And I think Spence, I don't know if the word exposed is right, but he kind of shown how to beat him. Like, you gotta you got to outbox him and use a jab. And I think if he moves back down, I think... I'll, some people will try and use that the same skill set. I think uh, this was a, maybe a blueprint on how to beat him. Maybe maybe it might be tougher for the guys in his own weight class, but you know there is a way of beating him. I do still think that what you said about the point of his career being ruined, that is a possibility because he could have fought uh, Lomachenko, Vasil Lomachenko at 135, and that would have been, I think, a unification for two or three belts. I'm not too sure if it's two or three. I think Lomachenko's got two now, but Mikey did have two before. I think he might have vacated one of them, but that could have been a big fight, and he probably would have had. Uh, uh, I think he probably might have been favourite in that fight, because he would have been the bigger guy, and a win over Lomachenko would probably have got him the number one spot, and I, I think he bit off more than his big thing in this fight. Like you got to be realistic. You can't. You, you're fighting a guy who's a big welterweight and who's a, a good fighter as well, a very good fighter, a technical skills fighter. And th- this is why we have weight classes for a reason. You you got to be realistic. And I think he did well to get to four weight classes, but he should have tried making the fight with Lomachenko. But I think there is a lot of politics involved because he was with top rank and he left top rank who Lomachenko's with. So. We'll never know if that fight was ever possible, but it looks like we'll never get to see that fight. I, I doubt it. And it's very unlikely we'll see that fight with Lomachenko or Mikey Garcia. So here's my, my next question then, moving on from from the fight really, is is the future. Now, I've, I put a poll out on social media about you know, who Errol Spence is, is likely to fight next. And um, the four names that I picked out were uh, obviously Manny Pacquiao due to the obviously in-ring conversation after the fight and then we've got Keith Thurman as you've mentioned there uh, and then we've got Terence Crawford who we've got to remember has, has moved up to welterweight and he's now fighting at welterweight as well which is a guy a lot of people do want to see Spence in with um, and there was a fourth name on that list I don't know if I'd picked Porter maybe I can't remember um, but there were four names there that I'd pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't know whether I'd put him in that sort of category at this moment in time. I don't know. I think I'm thinking more of, you know, who who's sort of who are the top top names now that people want to see him in within the division, and um, you know, they were the sort of names that were were thrown around. But the question I'm trying to get to, or the point I'm trying to get to, is two of them names are. You know, they, they they came up from the lower weight categories, i.e. Crawford and Pacquiao. Now, when, yeah. a, when a fighter moves up from a weight category like that, and he gets a win over a world-ranked contender or a world champion, and essentially becomes a world champion in that division himself, do you then class him as, as a legitimate fighter in that division? As in, because he's moved up, say, two weights over the years, he's now a legitimate welterweight because he's beaten a, a ranked fighter or a champion? Because... I mentioned this, and there was a few people that were like, well, no, he's not a legitimate, like Crawford's not a legitimate welterweight, or Pacquiao's not a legitimate welterweight, but yet they've had wins over world champions or former world champions, so does that not make him legitimate? It depends what you define by legit. If you're talking about size, then I don't think Crawford's a legitimate welterweight in terms of size. I think before Brock moved up, the only two guys uh, that were proper big welterweights, uh, I think legitimate is someone like Keith Thurman, maybe Sean Porter. Even though Porter's short, I think people get mixed up with height and uh, someone who's weak. Sean Porter was a middleweight as an amateur. He beat, I think, Usyk in the amateur. So Porter's a natural welterweight. I think Keith Thurman. I think Crawford is somewhere in the middle of junior uh, junior welterweight and welterweight. To me, uh, uh, Crawford at the moment looks like he's a natural 144 if that was a weight class. I know there's no such thing as that. But he's somewhere in the middle. Uh, Pacquiao is a junior welterweight. Even though a lot of these guys are so skilled and so good that they've managed to win 
belts and multiple titles at these weight classes. But it doesn't mean they're big enough for the weight class or natural welterweight. Spence is a huge, like a natural welterweight. I think he's probably above natural. Like he, if him and Simon were to fight, you'd probably see a difference in size. And Simon is probably one of the most natural welterweights because I think Simon said a couple of years ago he cannot make uh, junior welterweight. And at that time, you had Khan, uh, Amir Khan, Amir Khan, uh, Tim Bradley, Danny Garcia, all these guys who were, you know, guys who came up from low weight classes moving up. And then this is one thing. I think a lot of people have been critical of Spence because they were saying he fought a guy who was two weight classes below. But if you want to put it into perspective, I know when Floyd Mayweather fought Marquez, I know there was Mayweather coming off a two-year layoff. But if you... If you just look at the weight, if you just talk about weight, Marquez had not fought at 140 or 147. I know they agreed to a category of 144, but maybe they didn't even make the weight limit. And Marquez had one fight uh, lightweight, which went life and death with one Diaz, which was a good win. And I think was voted the fight of the year that year. But in that, coming into that fight, that was a, uh, in terms of weight, that was a mismatch. I remember Max Kellerman was so critical. And at the time, I was a the fan. I was wondering why he's been so critical. But if you look at the weight, that was a mismatch. And that fight should never have happened because Marquez had never even fought... Uh, 140, never mind 147, and he'd only had one fight at Lightweight, 135, so that was a mismatch. This was a mismatch, but I've seen worse. Like, uh, Mikey, at least Mikey Garcia did have a fight at 140. I still don't think the fight should have happened, but I mean, what could Spence do if uh, I know there was talks of him and Crawford fighting, and I think Spence arguably avoided or delayed that fight, but outside Crawford in the PBC other roster fighters, no one else wanted to fight him, so I think some people are being overcritical, but in terms of weight, uh, I don't think Pacquiao is the natural welterweight, no, I, I wouldn't say he's the natural welterweight, but he's been there for such a long time, uh, I wouldn't uh, like criticise anyone if they think he is a natural welterweight. Okay, well, let's move on then, um, We've, I think we've covered enough of Spence Garcia for, for, for the episode and obviously we, we've given our thoughts on, on the outcome and the futures uh, I think we, we need to move on and sort of look at some of the other stuff and just touch on some of the notable stuff over the weekend um, so obviously Friday we had that DAZN bill and we had Katie Taylor uh, adding another world title to her collection uh, fast becoming uh, a legend. I know it's a bold statement from me, but she's fast. She's fast becoming a legend. I'm telling you, the, the way she's picking up titles for fun of it is, is is brilliant. And I mean, I know there's no depth to the division, etc., uh, etc. Et but you know, for, for for someone like her to be picking up titles as quick as this, is you know, it's it's, it's going to be a pretty hard feat to match. I think uh, in the future, and and then obviously I'm looking forward to to that. And you know, we had the Tevin Farmer, Carroll, John Joe Carroll fight as well, which was uh, a tough one for John Joe Carroll and Tevin Farmer stepped up and uh, he's looking better every fight as I was saying on Thursday he looks like he is getting better every fight and you know he proved it again so you know there was uh, a couple of good fights there on that bill as well and uh, obviously we had Spence Garcia and some of the stuff uh, that was on the undercard was there anything that stood out to you over the weekend other than the Spence Garcia fight that you wanted to touch on? I don't think that was a good card. Like, obviously, we were lucky. It was free on my TV. But I think you had Ariola in a blowout. You had uh, you had Benavides back, which was good. But Jaylion Love, he's been knocked out. And he, I think he was way overmatched. Uh, it wasn't really a good undercard. I think the other fight was Neary. But he's also had problems with uh, PDs. And that was turned into a mismatch. I think it was with the, one of the Royal brothers. I think it was... Not with the one that fought Roman Gonzalez, but I want to do just say, ask you a question: Who do you want to see Spence fight? Because me personally, I think uh, if it's not Sean Porter, I, I would like to see the Keith Thurman fight, but I don't think that's going to happen because he wants another tune-up. If it's not Sean Porter, then I wouldn't mind the Pacquiao fight because I think we missed the fight with Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia would probably be a better fight from Mikey if you wanted to move up to one four seven. But if it's not Sean Porter, then I won't be like. Uh, outside Pacquiao I'm not too pleased with any other fight but who would you want to see him put? Um, I think I think I'd probably um, want to see him just move back down and, and, and get it back into the ring to see no, how Spence, he Spence. oh uh, Spence sorry I thought you said I'm not much. yeah not much oh no Spence at the moment um 
I don't want to delve too much into it now, if I'm being honest, because obviously we've we've kind of covered off a lot, yeah. a lot of the Spence Garcia stuff. I think it's definitely something to discuss uh, later on down the line. But um, I'm conscious that we're uh, we're going to end up doing a whole episode dedicated to bloody Errol Spence and Mikey Garcia. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I get that's what you're okay. saying. Is there, is there any name like a Pacific outdoor say Sean Porter? Keith Simon or Pacquiao. If you want, if you could choose one, would you rather see the unification with Porter, or would you see the Pacquiao fight, which might be like a passing of the torch? Yeah, I'd rather see him fight Porter, uh, just because I think it'd yeah. be, I think it'd be uh, something that people can't sit there and bitch about if if. If Porter lost, they can't sit there and say, "Well, you know, he's fought an old, washed-up, forty-year-old uh, fighter in Pacquiao. He's fought someone who's <laughs> technically in the prime. If he fights and beats Porter, people can't sit there and say he ha- they haven't beaten someone in the prime, and he hasn't beaten anybody. You know, like they can't say he's beat a blown-up lightweight or a, or an old Filipino fighter. They can actually say he's beaten a, a legitimate fighter in the division. So." If you're going to give me names, that would be the name I'd say that, you know, I'd like to see him in with. Ideally next, maybe Porter, and then maybe see how Crawford gets on, and then maybe look at the Crawford fight down the line. That's that's what I'd want to see. Yeah, As a, I, I, I agree with you. I, agree I don't with you. think we're going to get that, Potter, though. Then maybe Thurman, then Pac, uh, no, I mean, then Crawford. Yeah, that's okay. I don't think we're going to get that. I think what we're, in, what we're going to end up getting is is Pacquiao, to be honest. That's what it looks like they're trying to line it up for. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. But, yeah, no, I, in an ideal world, Sean Porter for me. Um, but, no, going back to what we were talking about then, did, was there any other fights over the weekend then that you felt were notable uh, other than this big fight? Uh, Tevin Farmer, I cut the highlights. I didn't, uh, I missed, I kind of fell asleep during that. I know there was an ESPN card, I think I mentioned it to you earlier on, so I didn't really catch all the fights on that, but I seen the Tevin Farmer highlights from Fiery with John Carroll. I thought Tevin Farmer is a very good fighter. I'd like to see him fight Javante Davis. I don't think that fight will happen, and this is one of the main reasons why I think boxing gets through criticised when all these guys are on different networks but Tevin Farmer has managed to win about four or five fights in a year uh, in a I think space of 12 months and since he signed with Eddie Hearn I think they've done a really good job with him on the zone because I think he lost to Bagawa which he got popped for PETs and then he got overturned as a no contest I think that was on HBO and since then He's won a lot of fights and he's been active. So I think that was a good fight as well. That I've seen the fights. I think he dropped uh, Carroll in one of the rounds, won by decision. But it was an exciting fight because I think the last fight he was in wasn't that good. But that was, I think, the standoff fight that I've seen on the weekend outside the Fox uh, pay-per-view card. Oh, well, I thought there was a, a few decent fights over the weekend. Um, obviously, we had... You know, a lot of bills up and down the country domestically, and uh, we had a, a couple of a couple of uh, notable stuff going on there. But I don't think there's anything too too major. I think most people were watching Spence and Garcia, and that's what they wanted to see, and that's what we wanted to see the outcome of. And obviously, we've covered that off for the majority of of the episode. So I thought we'd use the the rest of this sort of reaction show really to to <laughs> well go back to Errol Spence and. Um, Talk about talk. You know where I'm going with it. Uh, talk about his comments um, that, that I talked about on Thursday's episode about him bringing race-related comments into Fight Week, and obviously it's carried on after the fights occurred now. And and, and obviously Oscar De La Hoya talked about wanting to potentially promote one of his fights, and the reply was, uh, "You don't treat black flight fighters very well." And then there was also another comment that he made. I can't remember what it was, but. It was two comments that he made after the the Garcia win, and I just thought to myself, "Why, why is this still continuing? You know what, what what's going on?" And, and yeah. obviously, I think uh, I definitely wanted to get your take on it. And obviously, for people you know um, that that have come from an ethnic background or have come from a different race, religion, or culture, you know, uh, everybody in some respect and walk of life feels some sort of persecution. And I'd like to hear you know what your thoughts are on the comments being made by by Spence and. Uh, why? Why do you think he's saying these things? What do you think it is that's stirring him up to do it? And what what are your thoughts on it in general? I think it is Spence that said it. I know he's on his account. Like some of these people that tweeting, you never know who's behind it. But I think Spence has made these comments before. Like I think the one with De La Hoya, I think is kind of derogatory and kind of. 
I don't know if I would say ignorant, but it's kind of, I think, disrespectful because De La Hoya uh, has promoted other black fighters as well. And I think it's just kind of uh, disrespectful because you got to remember that De La Hoya is promoting guys that... I don't know if Sean Porter was with Golden Boy like he I think was being promoted by two different uh, managers but he did um, he did promote a lot of the Heyman stables so guys like Keith Sermon guys like uh, Wilder and uh, is I think it's kind of disrespectful like to uh, to keep bringing stuff like this up because he said also the, he's also going against people of his own race saying that they've never been for the culture all is against the green I don't know if that's directed at anyone specifically but he also said something to George Foreman I thought was kind of like unnecessary like he is a guy who's like one of the greatest heavyweights to ever least on the gloves and he was saying to him that you said he'll beat me nine times if you fight out to ten times and I think it's kind of unnecessary like we don't really need this but I'm going to say, you know, I think he's pandering to a Pacific uh, group of people and a Pacific online, or I don't know if it's, if it's just online, but it's a group who kind of only support black fighters, and I think they go by the name of the LDBC on YouTube, but it's kind of a group that I've kind of had uh, bumpings with uh, in the past couple of months, and I'm kind of, I wasn't aware of who these people were, but this is kind of like in general in some uh, I think some maybe websites or channels you see that are always only promoting you know non-black fighters say white European fighters and always disrespectful to black fighters these guys are majority not all of them I think majority of them are, are very disrespectful and only very biased as well towards black fighters there's a couple of channels but I won't mention them this one I'll just mention it because uh, people have a I I think it goes by the name 78 Sports but these guys they're very close to a lot of these African American fighters like Wilder they got interviews with Wilder with Spence and uh, if you want to follow a good channel follow a channel called Ring IQ Boxing Talk who kind of shows the double standards a lot of these channels have and is gets in the way of you know telling the actual truth but Spence uh, guys like Wilder a lot of these guys have made comments like this and these are the same guys that are on these channels on these platforms and interviews so I think I know but I, I don't agree with that I don't think I think you touched on it on Friday as well if I recall and you, you made very comments like you're saying someone in the market brought uh, was it race into something which doesn't do with race I don't think that's a class move like uh, don't get me wrong like Everyone from different uh, backgrounds and uh, religions have, have probably had some sort of issue with race or, you know, have been in that position. I still don't believe you should bring it into a, into a problem if there's no problem. Like, if, the, if there's something to do with race, there's no need to bring race into it. Don't get me wrong, there are uh, sometimes uh, issues where people can bring race into it. Like, uh, one of the... One of the groups uh, I was on Hangouts, like they were talking about like black people have an issue, and I was saying that as a Muslim, we we've had issues as well. I've had personal issues as well, not just in this country, but you know, in other countries as well. And it's something that probably never go away, but that doesn't mean that you have to bring it into something like a box for this fight. Because Mikey Garcia is also from a different background as well, so I think it's kind of disrespectful, and I think to me it was is. Like I think uh, I don't know if the word is a scapegoat to try and uh, some people try and use it. I think Wilder tried using it, saying because he's not a big name, and I think some people try and use it in a way of trying escaping their own problems. Because I think in America, a lot of people, a lot of boxers have used that card. I think Ward even used it once, and it's quite I think disrespectful, ignorant. Because one of the biggest names in America was Mayweather, who's from the African American black. Background and the, one of the biggest stars right now is uh, Joshua. I know he's British, but even then he's black. So people shouldn't bring stuff like that into it when it's got nothing to do with race. But uh, don't get me wrong, stuff like this do exist. Uh, but I think people like Wild, I think, brought it into with the FIFA with that reporter and. Uh, Wilder left out so much things out of context and I think a lot of people do that like uh, I've seen it firsthand as well a lot of people will use it and try and uh, use it to advantage when I think it's kind of disrespectful and you're just giving yourself when you know you could give that racer as well a bad, like a bad rep and it's not really good uh, and I think in boxing I've seen it now 
Like it's just been people have tried bringing into a lot of fights, and whenever you have a Eastern European black fight, they'll try and make your race. I don't think it's a good issue, a good thing to bring into it. But what do you think about the fact that this is like still going on after the fight? It's I've, well, I think I've kind of given my thoughts on the situation previously, and I've always said I don't agree with people bringing it into the situation to be honest I just think it's I just think it's there's no reason for it there's no rhyme or reason for it it just either it's to to, to push their own agenda out there or it's to 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 get the attention but it's not the attention you want to be getting to be honest it's yeah. it's just it's just bringing stuff that doesn't need to be brought up to be honest that's the way I see it anyway I mean that's just me I mean I could be being quite narrow minded you know when I say it like that but when I look at the, this particular sport that we love I look at it as a sport and I don't look at it any other way I don't look at the fact that there's a black fighter fighting a white fighter or two black fighters fighting each other or a Mexican fighting a white you know I don't look at it like that I look yeah. basically look at two men who have got the balls to get into a ring yeah. put, on, put on a pair of gloves in front of thousands of people for our entertainment and you know risk their lives every time they do that and that's how I see it at the end of the day the way I've always said things about uh, life in general is you know if you was to cut your finger and my finger the blood would be the same colour as it come out of our bodies do you know what I mean it's just, that's, it's, yeah, that's it's a good just, point just, do, just, do you think that is do you think it's more to do with uh, lack of education? Uh, a lot of people, a lot yeah. of these, you think it's to do with maybe discipline as well as education. I think I think it probably is a bit of both, to be honest with you, because you know when I was a younger, you know, uneducated version of myself, I yeah. you know would probably would be one of them people that would make certain assumptions, and that's me being honest and admitting you know my faults in life, and I would sit there and make assumptions about certain people but it wouldn't necessarily mean you know I'm, I'm the sort of person to, to judge someone because of the race or ethnicity or the background but you might make some assumptions yeah. you might make assumptions based on stuff that you don't really know nothing about and that's you know that's the problem part of the time and that's what I feel like with fighters like you know someone like Errol Spence in the position he is whether he sent that tweet or whether he hasn't sent that tweet you know, yeah. why would you let someone who's maybe uneducated and undisciplined let, let them get hold of your account and send that out to God knows how many people that he's got following him and make him look like a yeah. bit of bit of an idiot because that's what it's made him do to me. It's made him look like a bit of an idiot that's got some sort of agenda. And I just think you know you just had a really good win. You just made yourself look even better and you know earn a lot more respect from people. And then this type of stuff comes out and then you lose that respect that you just earned. Um, um, and I think words. Yeah, I think, uh, go on, sorry, Hamid. I, I was just going to say, I think it is very ignorant as well. Like, uh, I've had issues where, you know, like uh, Pacific or one or two, like, you know, white people have made racist or racial remarks, but I've never really got to the point where I start generalizing and, you know, disrespecting all white people. And I think that's how some people's mentally, mentality is victimized. They think um, it's, it's some, some, something like example is like someone who's maybe one of these boxers who's from that background being victimized. That doesn't mean you got to play the victim. I know it's a kind of contradiction. Like if you've been a victim, then you are a victim, but that doesn't mean you're a victim in everyday life or in, uh, you can't, like bring the victim mentality of the race card into everything when in certain areas and certain things uh, it might have nothing to do with race maybe is other uh, examples like if you look at Wilder he was, I think has been promoted badly just as badly by Al Heyman and PBC as he was with Golden Boy so I don't think it's anything to do with race because Al Heyman is a African-American black man and he hasn't done a good job so I don't know I think it's kind of the to me it's kind of the weak way of getting out of position when you know when things are not going well for you yeah yeah I agree no, no, I don't so I think it's kind of it's kind of a bad look as well I think it's kind of a negative look to do that like I think if something's not going well for you you can try and at least um, try at least try and look at what's the what are the main problems that you're doing wrong so yeah that's all I got I don't know
Well, I'll tell you what, it's turned into um, a very political subject because of, you know, I've, I've said, I've, well, I've, it's, I've said it before, I said it on Thursday's episode that I released that, you know, there's so much going on again in in the world at the moment that, you know, it's, re- it's a really relevant subject, yeah. you know, in, in, in the world, but also because of the way people bring it out into to, to the sport as well. And it's just a shame, to be honest, if you like, I have to, we have to sit and talk about it. And I think, um, I think we'll just kind of move on, really from it because I think we've made our points we've said what we feel about it and I think people will probably sit here and go you know what these guys are right these guys have both come from a completely different background but yet have come together to be able to get that mutual sort of understanding of what goes on in in life and that's for me that's what that's what I appreciate more than more than anything so that's a good point. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about it when it's being brought up. Uh, like, I think it's good that you talked about it on Friday because when I seen that on my timeline, I was I didn't know what he was talking about. So I thought is when I looked at it again, then I understood what he's talking about because I kind of knew about Spence and how he's kind of uh, targeting a specific group or a fan base or agenda, like you, if you could call it. That's what he's talking about. I thought you mean good points on Friday, but I was quite surprised he's still like going on after the fight. Like I think you you got your victory. I give him credit. I, I was even trying to argue with a couple of people like you're discrediting his victory. I know even though he beat a smaller man, but I think and give him his credit. But now that he got his victory, he should have just moved on. I, I don't think that's a good look. Like you, you got the potential to become a big superstar if you get that Pacquiao fight and win. You don't need to be set in this kind of role model and standards. Like I think there's a generation and our uh, youngsters are looking up to you. So it's kind of good. I think you brought it up. But it is a it is something that I don't think will ever go away. And I think it does relate to boxing as well. I think it was around about the time with Kovalev and Ward when they fought, and I think that had a lot to do with politics as well. I remember with the Russian American whole thing going on between I think Trump and was it Putin. So I think it's something that won't. Go, go away and it's something that'll be around for a long term even though it's not always a positive look no I and again I, I agree and I think it's uh, something that will probably come up again I think another fighter at some point or another will say something and uh, we'll be here we'll be here again in another six months time talking about what 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 changes have happened and nothing will have changed and it'll be still be the same unfortunately but uh, moving on and going on to a sort of more positive side of things then um, obviously we've got you know a lot of stuff coming up over the course of the next sort of six to eight weeks boxing wise I'm really looking forward Forward to you know some of the the big fights that are coming up soon. Um, I, th- I think I wanted to try to find out from you because I've not spoken to you for that long, and obviously we've not done an episode together for for that long. Really, you know what what is it uh, fight wise that you that you're really excited for? You know, coming up in say the next eight weeks. I mean, you've got Karol Lomachenko, uh, you've got Joshua Miller, um, you've got quite a few fights coming up. Um, I'm just trying to think of them all off the top of my head, but I know there's quite a few fights coming up. Is there anyone in particular? that stands out that you're looking forward to? Uh, Canelo Jacobs, it has to be. It's not on pay-per-view. How could I have missed that? Uh, uh, Canelo Jacobs, I've seen. How could, how could I have completely slipped my mind? That was the, uh, f- That is actually, <laughs> like, probably the biggest the biggest uh, fight out I think there. it's gone under the radar. Yeah, I do I do think a lot of people are kind of... Is the whole Joshua Wilder situation... I think I kind of got sick of talking about it, but I think this is probably a bigger... Maybe arguably a bigger fight. It's definitely a better more skilled uh, technical fight I think uh, Canelo and Jacobs both being the number one uh, two arguably Jacobs is no lower than three I, I personally think he's number two at least in the world obviously the only guy I think is better is called Canelo so you've got two of the three major belts on the line and it's a big unification and the good thing is it's not on pay-per-view either in America or over here Like I was kind of disappointed when I found out that Khan and Crawford is on pay-per-view over here as well but then I thought about and I think the main reason is on paper if it's going to be on paper in America they're going to have to put it on paper here because Khan has fought on paper view over here numerous times and his fights with Canelo and uh, I can't remember who, who else it was was on paper view in America as well I think I think it could have been Plazo I think on the undercard or maybe the fight so I think this fight is the, probably the fight I'm looking forward to I just hope that there'd be more unification if you could get Josh and Walder I think Wilder's got some sort of announcement tomorrow. I kind of, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to be something else that's going to 
put the world uh, Joshua fight delay even more but I've heard he's much have rejected the zone deal but if you could get a unification at 147 maybe between Spence and Thurman Porter and you could get more fights and I would be looking more looking forward to a lot of these fights but uh, Canelo Jacobs is probably the only one that I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Mikey Garcia and Spence because that's thought it was a big fight even though I think it was a mismatch I think the yeah, I mean, that's probably the one that completely slipped off my radar while we were talking about the, the, the fights that are coming up. And, uh, you know, when you say it like that, actually, I think that's probably the one that I'm most looking forward to, really, in terms of what I feel will be a really, really good matchup and not a fight where I'm, I'm expecting one person or the other to, to be the clear favourite to win this because I think they both have a very, very good chance of winning it if they can implement their own game plans into the fight. So, yeah, I am looking forward to that one. And obviously, in the build-up to the fight, we'll do like a big preview for it, a big special and stuff but uh, in general though uh, the the action from the weekend you know was uh, just gone was 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 relatively all right i mean it wasn't uh, a major yeah. a major great weekend for for sort of quality of fights i mean there was some good fights i think uh, rosado stalecki was a good fight that's something that we've not picked up on i think people may have uh, you might have catch caught that on the uh, on the zone bill that was actually uh, a decent fight as well and um you know, there was a couple of other little hidden gems within the weekend just gone, but I think overall the main focus was on the the, the whole episode, which has been obviously Errol Spence's victory over Garcia, what it leads to for the future for the pair of them, and uh, obviously we've been talking about the comments that have been made on the Twitter accounts and how that's sort of linked into the whole race-related situation that's going on in general. So, you know, it's been uh, it's been a pretty hefty hefty episode politically, and uh, <laughs> I think there's there's been a lot of stuff that we've kind of covered off uh, here where it doesn't feel like it's been more of a, uh, an insight and analysis to uh, the, the weekend in general, but more so to the, the Garcia and uh, Spence situation and obviously the aftermath of that and, and what that's kind of led to and, and what people are currently saying and yeah. currently thinking. And I think there's probably one more point I've got to make for the episode um, this weekend is that whilst it's not been touched on in general and I've t- alluded a little bit to it earlier on about Katie Taylor Irish boxing over this weekend has had great prominence uh, obviously with the St. Patrick's Day celebrations they had yesterday and obviously the Conlon situation with him you know coming into pro IRA chance which again kind of links back into the, the whole race related uh, group type stuff that we've been talking about uh, but I just wanted to touch on the actual Irish boxing from this weekend actually you know we had Spike O'Sullivan back in action winning, Katie Taylor picking up a world title, Michael Conlon moving forward in his career, and we also had some other Irish fighters uh, with Noli Murphy and we also had John Joe Nevin, so actually something that doesn't get touched on a lot is uh, Irish boxing is on the rise I think that's a good point I think, I don't know if I mentioned this, but it was kind of good the fact that you had a card on Sunday, which was the ESPN card with Conlon and I think it's Paddy Barnes. I think he lost on the undercard in yes. a couple of rounds. And you had the main event to the kind of the main fight of the card, which is Calazo and I think it's Samuel Vargas, the guy who just fought Khan. I think he dropped Khan as well, which wasn't a bad card. If you think about it, it was, I think on Box Nation here, yeah, I, d- I did fall asleep because it was quite late and I didn't catch all the fights on there. But that was like a good card. And if you think about it, for only $5 in America, ESPN, that's looking like it's coming along nicely and I was really critical of the zone but now looking at it the fact that they've got Golovkin was signed by him last week and the fact that they put on another it was a decent card I think that one with Kevin Farmer and Katie Taylor I think Rosado's fight I didn't I didn't catch that I didn't know Spike Rosillo was on there as well but that's for like 10 bucks a month from the zone and it's on Sky Sports yeah. the fact that I got to see if you play three cards the one with Mikey Garcia and Spence all on you know not on pay-per-view and it was kind of good one was on ITV one was on Box Nation I don't think Box Nation is 
much more than I think about tampons and months. I think maybe Sky is the best one, but it wasn't on pay-per-view and it was kind of good. They got three, I thought relatively good cards on paper and none of them were pay-per-view. So I'd like to see more of that and hopefully ITV pick up more of these PBC cards because it's very good, it's accessible and it's free on TV as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we then call it an episode, uh, is there any other subject or anything you wanted to touch on for the reaction to Errol Spence and Mankey Garcia? Uh, nothing much. Uh, it was good. It was on ITV. I really liked that. And uh, yeah, I kind yeah. of, I don't think I've got anything more to add, but it's kind of been good to be back as well with you. I was, of course, talking with you. And I think you're, you've been doing a really good job recently. And I think since I came back, uh, the platform has grown even bigger. So it's good to see it growing and keep growing. And it's available on all sorts of different apps and platforms. It's a very good thing. And it's always good to know that as well. Well, I think it kind of leads me on nicely to close the show then, really, Hamed, and talk about, obviously, the main platform, Eat, Sleep, Boxing, Repeat. Like you just said there, you've come back after a little bit of a hiatus, you know, away from doing the podcast with me and other things. Um, and we, it has grown. And as a result of that growing, we're in a position where we, you know, we are looking to source some more sponsorship opportunities for businesses to advertise through this platform, through the YouTube channel, through the website. You know, we've got a team of us now working together there's like seven I think even eight of us now that are all working together with the addition of a couple of new writers as well this week so you know the team's growing and growing and growing and you know it's nice that we're even getting you know invitations to various events uh, press wise as opposed to us actually having to chase various promotional companies down to be able to attend these events and these shows so it's nice that we're getting thought of in that in that respect now and I think you know really what I'm looking for is you know if anybody that listens to the podcast Podcast, you know, follows the platform already and, and, and owns a business or know somebody that owns a business that really would like to get their business advertised through our platform, then, you know, you're looking at over 500,000 people per month through our social media channels. And uh, that what was very shocking but very pleasing to me was that over the past 12 months, our YouTube videos have reached over 2.4 million people, which is absolutely amazing for, for the platform in general and the growth that we've got here. So, you know, like I say, anybody that is looking to get some sort of advertisement and is willing to put into some financial support for us to build even bigger, then you know we're here. Contact us, you know, at ESB Repeat, or you can contact us via the podcast at BTR Boxing Pod, uh, or myself at Sean Basso ESBR. Whichever way you want to do it, please touch base with us, and you know we really are looking to 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 get this moving forward even further. So good point, really, there, Hamed, and something that you reminded me of before we ended the episode. And obviously, I appreciate you. you you're stepping in to, to obviously cover for for Jordy. He'll be back in a few weeks, and you know it's been really great to have you on and get your insight into yeah. the boxing. Yeah, thanks for that. Hopefully, I might try and get back into the article. I, I, I have kind of thought about wanting to write one for maybe this fight between Spence and Mikey Gatti. If I could get it this week, I'll let you know and hopefully try and post it on the website. Uh, anytime. Uh, anytime you want me back on I'll be more than honoured to come back on uh, yeah thanks for having me you're welcome thanks for coming on so thank you everybody for listening to the episode I uh, hope you have enjoyed it and if you've got some questions or something you want to touch on with both of us obviously give us uh, a tweet at BTR Boxing Pod and we can have a chat if, if our chat about race related comments that have been made in fight week uh, has really sort of brought you attention then, then again have a chat with us over social media you know we're always open to have these types of chats and you know we like to use this platform to touch on some of these subjects and obviously this one's so prevalent at the moment that that we felt like it was necessary to touch on this in the episode today uh, but as always we're going to be back uh, at the end of the week to cover off the matchroom bill and Frank Warren bill coming up at the weekend as well uh, and obviously by then I'm sure there'll be some topics to discuss because every day there's news coming out there's changes coming out there's speculation uh, I hope you've enjoyed the episode today if you have give us a share on social media and all the platforms or the platforms you're using give us a follow on podbean or any of the good podcasting apps out there uh, and thank you so much again as always for listening and we'll see you on the next episode
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.